Time for us to have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. It's going to be a very significant day today, I would say. Lots of things to unpack. Good morning, Vaughn. How are you, Vaughn? I'm fine. Good to know. Good to know. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, tired and rested and ready to go. <laughs> for a te- I think it's going to be a very detailed technical briefing that you're up for today. What's going on? Well, I got a lot of explaining to do. And, uh, you know, I think just go over the coverage since the famous, now infamous Friday the 13th announcement, which the Premier himself said that news landed with a thud. So here we are. Uh, what is it? Almost two weeks later. Uh, they're going to explain things, uh, the business plan for the billion-dollar museum project. Uh, one thing that jumped out at me out of the media advisory we got yesterday, Simi, uh, it's been called John Horgan's Vanity Project because he did lead the defense of this in the legislature and outside. Uh, no John Horgan today. It's a solo performance by the tourism minister, Melanie Mark. Which so, is interesting. Yeah, is it? I don't know why it's this way. Is it the premier going, I better get out of this thing because I've made it and myself a target, which would be a plausible reason for staying out of it. And it may be, um, Melanie, Mark, this is your project. You have to go out there and explain it and make it a good one. Is it fair to say, Vaughn, and you've observed so many government ministers over the years, is it Fair to say that sh- this was mishandled by the minister, the way that it was kind of introduced and done and, and brought out to the public? Uh, no, I don't think it's fair to say that, because first of all, the business plan was approved by the entire cabinet, ultimately. I mean, it was approved by the Treasury Board Committee of Cabinet and then by the government. Uh, major announcements like this, Simi, don't get announced unless they are approved by the communications wizards in the Premier's office, and the Premier himself took the lead at the press conference. And he also took the lead in the legislature two of the three days that this thing was under fire. So, you know, they can say, well, uh, Melanie Mark didn't do a very good job of explaining and defending it, and that's true, but neither did the Premier. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, the reason you have cabinet ministers is because they take responsibility for decisions, but um, this is John Horgan's baby, whether he likes it or not. Okay, so how fulsome do we think this is going to be? Well, I mean, it, we were supposed to get this last... Look, the business plan went through the cabinet in March, so it has been sitting there since March. So they're, whatever they made the decision on is there, and the finance minister told us it was a well put together business plan in the sense that it had all of the elements that are needed for a real business plan. So detailed budget analysis, a look at alternatives, a rationalization for going this way, a list of the scope of the project, and a list of all the risks. So that's a business plan. That's what they've been sitting on since March. We were supposed to get it last week. We didn't. Because the other thing the finance minister warned us is there will be redactions. They take stuff out of these reports and the rationalization is all, oh, well, you know, it would tip the hand to potential bidders on the project what they should bid. Um, 
that's one of those explanations that I tend to call nonsense. Yes. Uh, the bidders know damn well what they're doing. The concern you have as a taxpayer is, why did they go this route, and what are they keeping from us that might explain, you know, how plausible their rationalization is? And, and also- we, you know, and, and that's the problem with redaction. So... We're told there are going to be redactions. One of the big challenges Melanie Mark is going to have today is to explain the redactions. What are they withholding from us and why? Also, all the contradictions with this, too, with what is publicly said, but also compared to what is being said perhaps behind the scene, like even for the timeline for the closure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Global and and your news today have been uh, quoting this guy, Bruce Williams, who's the CEO of uh, the Chamber of Commerce here in Victoria. He's already on the record as saying... He was caught by surprise by the Friday the 13th announcement. He said business leaders were told in advance to expect a closure three to five years, not eight years. That that came out of the blue for a lot of the people in tourism and business who, you know, even three to five years is a big hit for the tourism community here. But eight wasn't explained. And the eight years was kind of buried in the announcement on the 13th, right? It was page three of the press release, the premier didn't mention that the museum was closing for eight years. So the eight years has to be explained. The rush job closure of the museum has to be explained. So they're closing it on September the 6th, but we know from the government's own schedule, Simi, that design and consultation on the replacement doesn't start for two years and construction doesn't start for four years. So why the rush to get the museum closed, other than the fact that apparently you don't have much respect for the place and you want to start tearing it apart as soon as you can? Okay, so that, that, that's a lot of big questions, though, that, Vaughn, that we do, would and expect and to have answered today. Yeah. Because, you know, originally Melanie Mark was going after the provincial museum because she wanted to decolonialize it, right? And there was a backlash over that, so she stopped saying that. She started saying modernization. And then they shifted ground to say this is seismic. The building is at seismic risk, okay? 54 years old, that is not a surprise. We weren't building buildings with modern seismic standards 54 years ago. But here's the problem. If they're going to tell us today that the building is seismically at risk, how does that risk compare to the risk to schools and hospitals? Hospitals, for example. You know, yes, the archives are at risk, but hospitals are occupied 24-7 by staff and patients. So is the, is the provincial museum more dangerous than the province's hospitals or exactly, neighborhood schools, of which there are still 200 on the list to be replaced? Like, are they going to do a comparison, or are they just going to say, well, it's seismic, and, you know, what do you want? You want the building to come down? Well, let's talk about priorities. And that's another thing they don't want to talk about. Also, I'm curious, I'm sure other NDP MLAs have been hearing about this from their constituents because we know people are, especially on the island, very angry about this. So how how is she? Is she on the hot seat on this? Is she having to justify this to her fellow cabinet members? She doesn't have a riding in the provincial capital region, but the premier does. And so do four cabinet ministers and another NDP MLA. And the premier himself admitted last week that he's been getting heat on this in his own constituency office. One of the reasons that New Democrats have generally been silent about defending this project, leaving it to Melanie Mark, is because 
they have questions and reservations too, and they're asking them behind closed doors. So she's got to deal with that as well. Uh, you know, never mind what you're saying to us, Minister. What are you telling your colleagues about this project, right? There are some new Democrats who think they should be looking for a, an escape hatch on this. Uh, go ahead with relocating the provincial archives and the stuff in the uh, research building because they're already building a replacement building for those, or they've planned one. You could go ahead with that. The Liberals haven't attacked that. People accept that's necessary. But put a hold on your plans for the Provincial Museum because you need to admit that the initial launch was so bad that it needs to be revisited. Now, they're hoping that what we get today on the business plan for the mage the main replacement project for the main provincial museum building, the one that's priced at $789 million exactly, right? They're hoping that the explanation will be so good that people will understand. Well, well <laughs> mark me a... down as a skeptic. Let's start yeah. with the price tag, Simi. $789 million, and you're not starting construction for four years. Yeah. What's the inflation factor? City of Victoria recently reported out based on its own approach to residential construction in the capital region, that construction costs in British Columbia were inflating at the rate of 1% a month. So what's the inflation factor that they used in putting together this business plan? Did they use that realistic a number, or did they pick some other number out of thin air? Because they don't have a design, they haven't called tenders, they haven't taken this project out to the construction sector and say, can you build this? Because they don't have anything to show them. Yeah, so how me. did they come up with that number of $789 million? That's what I don't understand, right? Is being around construction, having a spouse that is in the business, I don't understand how they can put a price tag on something when they don't even know what it looks like. But that just seems uh, unreal to me. Yeah, well, that's what they did, though. So as I say, there's a lot of explaining to do today. And, you know, uh, we're getting... They've got two shots at it, right? The technical briefing, they lay it all out to you. You're not allowed to quote from that, or you can use it to inform your questions for the official open-to-the-public press conference. So they're giving us two shots at it. Uh, they're doing it early enough in the day that we'll actually have time to read the material uh, they give us. We were, <laughs> colleague and I were betting yesterday this is going to be like one of those three-in-the-afternoon announcements <laughs> where you're up against deadline and you've got no choice but to report exactly what they tell you and no chance time to read anything. So they're, they're, they're playing fair to that extent. 11 o'clock for the tech briefing, 1 o'clock for the press conference, and okay, okay, keep an open mind. Let's see how they do. Oh, I really look forward to talking to you tomorrow, Vaughn, about this, but we'll wait. Bye-bye. We'll bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun, and yes, of course, Jill Bennett will have complete coverage of this, too, so keep it tuned in right here for the ongoing saga of BC's soon-to-come and very expensive, it sounds like, new Royal BC Museum.